right now? The mic? This one? Are we okay? Okay. Thank you so much, Tori. Wonderful to be here, guys. And I'm sorry, I have to take you down back to Earth. Um, <laughs> because I have no experience in Holo HoloLens uh, telemedicine or healthcare, but I'll be talking about what more uh, happens potentially at scale on the ground right here. I don't know, any one of you had a, a HoloLens consultation in their life before? No one. Anyone had a telehealth consultation in their life before? Oh, perfect. So we have some, uh, some participants with experience, so that's great. Um, I'll be talking a little bit about uh, telehealth players, um, how they're transforming the market, the opportunities and challenges that comes along with that. And what we find particularly interesting these days is that the whole healthcare or care journey in itself is being unbundled. So what the patient or potentially the consumer is um, being provided with from a uh, direct-to-consumer perspective is a lot of new spaces that are vertically coming up which are hyper-focused at a certain moment within the care journey and are providing solutions from a direct-to-consumer perspective where I, as a patient or as a customer, can go to and find solutions using digital or virtual technology directly. And today, we'll particularly look at two components of the of the care journey, uh, focusing on the telehealth component, the diagnostics part, and a little bit also the digital therapeutics, because that is somewhat connected and hence falls into the bucket of uh, telehealth for us. The state of the union of telehealth in the US is actually quite interesting. It is um, a significant market opportunity uh, to be anticipated during the course of the next nine to 10 years, so significant growth from about $24 billion in the US in the telehealth care sector in 2021 to an anticipated market value of over 300 billion. Hence, a CAGR of about 45% is, is an opportunity that we do not see in many other industries in the space. Hence, we see also quite a lot of players within the environment from more direct-to-consumer startups that are VC-funded, the telehealth, uh, the teledocs, or the doctors on demand, to more classical players that maybe have something to do with the healthcare space but would naturally not sit in telehealth. For example, is CVS Health that has a significant retail footprint and is now expanding along the horizontal and vertical value chains of healthcare into having a footprint within that. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But we'll also see way more traditional players like a Medtronic, a GE Healthcare, uh, a Siemens Healthineers look into the opportunities within telehealth in order to you know, become a part of the ecosystem and understanding the very significant moment of when a patient or potential consumer starts to interact with the healthcare system. And when we look at some other industries on why telehealth might be so interesting, it's really because within other industries, like you look at the media place, the streaming areas and others, you see oftentimes the direct-to-consumer businesses that kind of disrupt the uh, moment of patient interaction or the consumer interaction are owning the marketplaces. And so um, telehealth in the US is obviously a significant opportunity and because it's the moment of initial interaction, we see quite some interest of a multitude of players in the space. 
The evolution of telehealth in the US has um, particular triggers. I've um, outlined three here. It's the new patient empowerment. We all are walking around with this little supercomputer in our hand. No wonder that we also want to manage and mitigate our healthcare experience as a human being on this planet within that space. And it's particularly impacting the way that care is being provided to us from a fairly um, physical environment to now one that kind of has an infused infrastructure in the middle, digital health platforms we call them, where I as a user can interact with and mitigate my activities within the wider healthcare system. Then secondly, and we've all been um, experiencing the COVID acceleration of telehealth, so sometimes it takes a weekend to change something as fundamental in the beginning of 2022, a significant rise in telehealth claims due to the COVID pandemic, and now a stabilization at a certain level of telehealth that uh, we see as the opportunity reflected in the 300 billion um, market value for 2030. And then last but not least, um, significant investments into the space, particularly from venture capitalists, but also from corporate venture fund, in 2021 alone, $9.5 billion in the telehealth sector. And that is not the entire healthcare sector, but just telehealth. And that is the dominant sector to be invested in by venture capitalists. So quite um, an opportunity and evolution that everyone is seeing in the space with the adoption on a multitude of sides from stakeholder perspectives. We generally see three different models of telehealth um, providers. Um, or logics, and all of them have different um, opportunities and challenges. There is the more doctor-led approach, which in the end kind of extends the physical visit into the virtual space, um, where the doctor then sends out a substitute for a virtual visit as a meeting, and that's the interaction that patient and doctor have. Um, in some shape or form, it's what we in the digital space would call a digitization of an analog process. So it really comes from that perspective and stepping it up and making it hence a less um, decentralized, a little less uh, complex in the process and somewhat more accessible. The second model that we see emerging, emerging is the patient-led model, um, where a sick patient accesses through the means of technology a virtual doctor or a physical doctor in the virtual space through an app, through a website. Um, and obviously that is really then where true decentralization happens because my doctor can sit in a different country, in a different state, and I will be uh, provided the care um, from that person remote or virtually. Um, we see that particularly um, um, rising up in hubs and for at-home diagnostics, monitoring and preventative method methods. And then last but not least, we see the people-led model where um, a person, healthy or sick, can be accessing some type of healthcare or well care solutions on demand um, for specific or primary care um, needs and do so using certain types of technology. We see that a lot in the health, uh, mental health space, we see that a lot in the um, femtech or female care spaces. And here the, the focus is really to kind of take the patient or the user in this case on a new journey of, of care um, focused around telehealth um, and digital care and it's really being used to mitigate um, the changes or the wider changes that we're seeing in the healthcare space from 
from caring and healing to preventing and wellness. All of them obviously have different opportunities and challenges within, within the spaces. What for us is particularly um, interesting when we look at the different models is in how far will they be impacting the transformation of the healthcare space in general. And that is obviously something that um, has potentially quite some impact. And we've depicted them in a bit of a fashion of from limited impact to the actual system to potentially transformative impact in how we're going about things. Um, and how we as people within the industry have to think about um, how these models might be moving telehealth and digital health platforms forward in the future. The last component um, or aspect to look at when we, when we uh, look at telehealth going back to the unbundling component of things is that we actually see a trend of rebundling. And we see a trend of new companies coming into the space that previously maybe had not, not so much to do with healthcare. So we're dissecting the industry a little bit in a new way. We have the traditional health players, and we're looking at a global perspective somewhat here, um, that are ideally trying to build a digital health platform or digital health ecosystem across the entirety of the value chain or the experience that a, that a customer or patient is going through. From prevention to e-pharmacy to digital health records to potentially enterprise solutions that are being to provided in a B2B space. Um, a very dominant and interesting player in the US is obviously CVS and CVS Health with, with its you know, ecosystem built around that. But we also see health scale startups, so early stage companies who are starting to widen their footprint out of one vertical of the healthcare solution into a wider space. Babylon, for example, is a good example within that. And, and then the big tech players have understood the opportunity of the space, and they actually, according to Tim Cook, have quite an uh, advantage to the traditional players because they're not being eyed as closely through a multitude of legal requirements as the traditional players are. Hence, an Apple, a Google, an Amazon, a Microsoft, we'll be having a colleague speaking later, are all embarking on the journey of how can we you know, change um, or help change um, the healthcare space. And then last but not least, we see a multitude of retailers, whether it's small, more in the tech space, down to in the, in the beauty space, embarking on the journey of tapping into what, what um, healthcare digital platforms might be providing in the future. So how to be successful in the space of telehealth? Um, we believe there's three, three components to be looking at. Um, ideally, because it's such a fundamental shift in how we're going about it, look at it from an ecosystem approach and ecosystem perspective. Not only the platform of what you're providing yourself, but beyond how to work with partners, how to work with different stakeholders within the game that might not purely sit in the private space, to look into how to build um, a telehealth infrastructure and a digital healthcare journey for patients and consumers of the future. The second one is keep in mind the multi-stakeholder environment, which is absolutely crucial for success, but also significantly complex to to mitigate and arrange for. Obviously, the most natural key stakeholders are the HCPs, the patients, the payers, the infrastructure providers, but then also there is quite a complexity within telehealth around the subject of, of legal infrastructures. And truly, value creation is something 
that one should be coming from. So it's not just the experience of you might having a Zoom call with an HCP, but it's really thinking through how can we use additional technology during that process to enhance the experience? How can we create you know, learnings out of the hospitality industry to provide better infrastructures and interactions between patients and HCPs? How might we be able to leverage data in a better way? I recently had an experience where I was provided with the results from um, an ultrasound that I had by a radiologist through telemedicine and then had also an in, um, inpatient uh, or in a physical care visit and the two of them gave me um, contradictory results. Obviously, that is a situation that ideally we are not encountering in the future. So creating seamlessness and harmony for me as a patient is something to be looking at and striving for. Um, and then, last but not least, a high level of utility through integration. That is somewhat related to the, to the ecosystem approach, but it really goes into thinking through what's the legal infrastructures that we're facing in the US on a state level for telehealth regulations, for example. How is that affecting my offering? How do I need to adapt it to the realities? And how do I leverage digital technology to optimize for it moving forward? And we've depicted three perspectives of where I think that is a quite an impactful approach on how to go about it. CVS Health, which is really looking at um, rethinking telehealth and healthcare in general through the aspect of building a connected enterprise data platform. So it's really coming from the base case of data engineering to then build up and leverage their footprint across the ecosystem. The second one is Amazon, which is truly more coming from the consumer perspective and leverage the consum consumer experience knowledge that they've been building in the last whatsoever many years, um, also to disrupt the healthcare, uh, healthcare environment. Um, they have been you know, having some successes and some mis-successes, but it's a bit of an iterative and quite complex endeavor. And then last but not least, United Healthcare Group, which is really looking at shifting to preventative care and taking that leap into leveraging different parts of the ecosystem and infrastructure that they're building to move into preventative care and build a footprint there. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, I'm looking forward to discussing with you later more. And please also find me on um, LinkedIn or reach out via email. Thank you, Tori, for organizing this. Very exciting. And looking forward to speaking with you all later. <laughs>